Hey guys, this is, this is Brandon. This movie's ruined my life. So today we're going to be talking about Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> it's just the start. <laughs> Let's talk. Today. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> That's Abdullah. Hey. That's Devin. Hello. I'm Brandon. And Ghost in the Shell Gentleman. Yes. Ghost in the Shell, Shell Gentleman. <laughs> One of my favorite new movies. <laughs> <laughs> the better of the two movies that I watched yesterday. Um, uh, all right. Let's start off, if you will, with initial reactions to the flick. Abdullah, you just saw it yesterday? Yes. And your thoughts? Good, sir. What do you um, I, I thought it was – I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought visually it was excellent. Um, I think Clint Mansell did the uh, did the soundtrack and that's yeah. usually going to be pretty good and it was this time. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was just a very like slick visual experience and uh, a lot of the technology that they used um, sort of this – you know, future – retro futuristic almost at times, especially with the cars, which were sort of – you know, like 80s cars almost. Yeah, um, very reminiscent of the awesome. anime. Yeah, so that was really cool. And I feel like, uh, I, like I've never been to Tokyo, but I feel like uh, it kind of looks like that already. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was visually a great experience. Um, I thought the pacing could have been a little bit better. Mm. Uh, I thought it lagged at times and then like picked up at times. But um, yeah, overall, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Sir Devin. Yeah, uh, I I also saw it yesterday, and I thought it was um, I thought it was it was pretty good. It was um, you know nothing, uh, no big complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I I haven't seen the the original, um, or which is hilarious because we did a show or anything where you were on the panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did the hackers tournament, and you were on the panel. And I think you put it through over something in in one situation. So it shows you how good yeah. that movie was up against huh. was. It's like, yeah, uh, I pick Ghost in the Shell because this is so much <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, you you always got to manipulate for that win. Though, oh yeah, right? totally, so. totally. I respect it. But um, but it it, it was uh, it was good. It was really good. Um, visually stunning mm-hmm. um even um uh beyond um the uh the obvious you know ton of 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 really impressive cgi stuff uh, a lot of the practical stuff was really cool too absolutely um, really uh really well done um some like of the Geisha robots and Geisha robots and stuff yeah, really cool, yeah. oh terrifying and that the yeah uh, the the first one that she destroys was and like even uh with the tea that, that she pours out and uh just looks down at him just like whoa this is creepy <laughs> <laughs> grow like shoots yeah, out those spider, spider legs. legs yeah like starts scurrying backwards with, with the guy <laughs> in tow it's like, man, this is a creepy shit. Why did they build you be, to be able to do that? <laughs> oh, man. The new major was coming. Yep. We've got a normal mode and terrifying mode. <laughs> Just switch it to terrifying if you want to scare the shit out of yourself for some reason. 
Oh yeah, and the guy that they're that she kidnaps is Michael Wincott. By the way, yeah. there, you know, yeah. mm. shout out to your uh, your favorite movie, The Crow, Devin. Yeah, yeah. Favorite yep. movie of all time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> for me, I I really liked it. You know, I am a somewhat big fan of, uh, particularly the the first first two uh, feature length Ghost in the Shell animated films. Um, and I, you know, I really, I really liked this. I, I didn't find that the departures were were too egregious. I thought that they they paid a lot of uh, respectful homage to the to the source material, to the manga, and to the 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 properties that I know, which are obviously considerably less than a lot of fans of the series. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention with regards, because did you guys see it in three D? Yes. Okay, so I saw it in 3D, and uh, I absolutely – it's probably the best 3D, like, water effects I've ever seen. In, I remember going into – I think it was um, Days of Future Past, X-Men Days of Future Past, and, and that opening sequence and that bleak dystopian future, a lot, it just it, – it, it looked so fucking blah. Like, all of the 3D elements were just, eh, whatever. I don't care. Like, leave me alone. Just get to the fucking movie. And uh, this film, I was kind of, uh, like you guys have already alluded to, I was so engaged by the eye candy of a lot of parts of it. These And, and those little touches, things like the water splashing, the rain falling. Right. And, and uh, it, it, even though it's this dystopian future with this evil organization that's kind of got their hand in, in the government and these sorts of things, it's, um, it's somehow because of a lot of the visuals um, – it somehow kept me very optimistic with the storyline. Yeah, I was uh, I I was quite a fan of the experience. I'll say that of the 3D. It's one of my probably one of the most memorable 3D experiences that I've had. No, it's not. I, it I wasn't overt. Yeah, I would agree. It um, was just tasteful. It's, it's used well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now, sorry. No, I was just just saying yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um. So yeah, Devin, I I highly recommend you check it out in 3D. I, I would too. Yeah. yeah. I. It's probably a movie worth watching twice, yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah. It's good. I want to kind of knock down some of the things uh, that, that have kind of inflamed the internet a little bit in this first segment, if if you will. Yeah. Obviously, um, the casting of Scarlett Johansson, not everyone's favorite for, for the role of Major, and mm-hmm. perhaps even what they did with the character, not everyone's super pleased with, and her motivations, et cetera, et cetera. What were your take on uh, on 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 these these elements? So, for example, the casting. How did she do in the role, and 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 also what their choices with the character of the major? Uh, I think the whole thing was kind of blown out of proportion. Like, oh, totally. It's not. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Just cast the best person, and I don't like. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm just over it. Over this constant babble of. Oh, you can't you can't do this because you're white or whatever else. And it's like just mm-hmm. stop. Just watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I think it it's it's I mean obviously it's an it's an easy easy one to pick out mm-hmm. as as being problematic. Yeah. Um but I think when you look at Hollywood in general, I think you see that same problem reflected in almost every movie. Mhm. Anyways, yeah. So it's like you just had a movie where where uh, 
uh, Matt Damon saved China. Yeah, I mean, so. but there was outcry over that as well. But I guess what I'm saying is more just just the general focus on like, um, you know, white people in film. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty, you know, it it it's if you're, I guess I, I you know I'm just saying like like to point out this is a problem. It's it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, um, there the the industry as a whole needs to make a lot of changes in general. But but um, you know. Yeah. To to pick out the one movie that actually ended up having having quite a, a diverse, uh, cast, diverse yeah. cast. Yeah. Um you know, maybe it's it's uh just a little bit of mis misdirected anger. Yeah. You know? I also found they're, it very they're, strange. They're, they're, Sorry, 95% of the people complaining aren't the target demographic. No. They're not going to watch this movie. No. The people who are going to watch it and like it and watch the original don't have a problem. No. They're gonna they're gonna judge the movie on the merits of the movie itself rather than the the fact that they didn't stay pure or something by you know casting mm-hmm. a Japanese person. It's I don't know. It's funny too the and I, I will get back to what I was gonna say to your comment, Evan. But it's funny too uh, to jump on the back of what you're saying, uh, Abdullah. It's it's interesting that when I talk to people leading up to the release of this film, anyone who had seen the anime uh, films and television shows and all of the properties that that you can get your hands on for it um, said one thing that was very optimistic about the film Mm -hmm. with it being Scarlett Johansson. And on the flip side, the people who hadn't seen any of those also, and maybe it's just the people that I talked to, but also were very optimistic uh, in that what they wanted to do was um, for people who hadn't seen it, they weren't going to absorb any Ghosts in the Shell materials until they watched the film. They wanted to judge it on its own merit. And then because of all the outcry. And then they were going to go and watch everything else and contextualize the argument. Yeah. But they wanted to know if it was a good movie first. For the people who had seen it, the uh, seen a lot of the material or even read the manga, this sort of thing, a lot of them uh, said to me <laughs> – and it's a stupid thing to say perhaps, but – um, for any anyone who's familiar with with the character of the major knows that she doesn't stay in her body all that long, and she, with the help of the puppet master, kind of or rather merges with him and and becomes a like an entity that can kind of just travel through technology per se. And so she she does like take physical forms, yeah. but a lot of the time she can jump into any artificial body that's not currently occupied right. and that does play a role say for example in 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 one of the ghost and shell movies where you're um following bateau the majority of the film and she sh- only shows up in the third act right um although the, her presence is felt right. you know um throughout the the flick so uh, it, that was an interesting point where it was like well who cares what she looks like because she can look like anything and that was cool. And and so in what they did with the character in the opening sequence, although maybe it's not 100% true uh, to the origins of the major, what they've actually done is shifted it to make her a part of the origins of Lekuze, uh Michael Pitt's character, in, in, in uh, completely his origins. And then they've kind of done this weird amalgamation where they've put a little bit of the puppet master um, – into Kuze, which is these are all cool things. These are all really cool things for someone who has seen these other uh, Ghost in the Shell properties right. that that are going to go like, wow, you know, someone has taken all of the. It's like when someone releases a cover album 
uh, like me first in the gimme gimmies and takes like a, a punk spin on all of these classic rock and pop songs or something like that. And you go, oh, wow, like this is really, you know, tastefully done and, and, and thoughtful and they obviously respect the original material. And, and I felt very much the same way as only a peripheral fan of the series going into this film. You know, and I was so curious. I really wanted Nick here, uh, and you know, we talked about uh, off air that that, that he he stuck elsewhere, unfortunately, because I wanted to hear his opinion of it because he was one of those ones in the camp where he he said, "Who fucking cares what she looks like?" Because she could look like anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and she, she's essentially yeah. a presence. Yeah, yeah, she is a ghost in the shell. Yeah. By the way, let's get into some of the nitty gritty here of this film. First act dragged a little bit for me, sorry. Yeah. like you said, Abdullah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, one of the the things that drove me insane, the opening scroll was minimal, didn't bother me at all. Just, okay, mm-hmm. quick refresher for anyone that hasn't seen the, the any materials in this franchise before, no problem. When they verbally deliver a line that goes, your ghost – your soul reaffirming that that's what the ghost is. If you are so fucking dense that you can't figure out ghost in a shell <laughs> yeah. is, is like a, a, a something that's stuck around yeah. entity mm-hmm. inside yeah. of a, a, a fucking shell of a right. human being. Yes. Uh, if you can't uh, figure uh, that uh, out. Yeah. It's, it's the pre- it's it's conscience or the, the presence inside exactly. a, a, a robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I actually assumed that that dialogue was like an homage to an, to the original. Like those were lines just lifted directly. They out. almost that not are. The case, or? Well, no, that's not true. They're not. I, I guess some of it might get lost in the, the well, translation, anyways, though, right? So, like, so here is the that difference. Line might be more powerful yeah. elsewhere because it certainly wasn't in the movie. I no, agree. it it felt it's like felt they were just so like, weird. hey, anyone who hasn't seen this, when we say the word ghost, we mean soul. <laughs> wink, wink, and then they move along. Yeah. But um, and that's okay. I'm gonna let that one go because that is a creative decision, perhaps in the sense of you may be exposing when you have a, a Scarlett Johan- a Scarlett Johansson action film coming out, your target demographic grows considerably over those in North America who are consuming manga, for yes. example, yeah. and then even uh, in other markets like in Europe and so forth. It again is it's niche to consume this kind of content. Whereas, say, for example, in Japan, of course, Ghost in the Shell would be, you know. Yeah, 75% of the gross is, in, uh, is foreign. Yeah, so. which is which is really cool. Yeah. Where are we at, by the way, in terms of gross? This movie was about $110 million to make. It says 124 here. Okay, I, I guess so that's of, as of today. Uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah. made uh, as so they, of they April ninth. Back and uh, added another fourteen, fifteen million. Yeah, so it's pretty you know, solid. Let's see where it goes from here. I hope that uh, more people are encouraged to go out and check it out. It's kind of it's it's flopped a little in in, in yeah, domestic. A, yeah. yeah, it took a pretty big dip in the second weekend, yeah. which isn't that unusual. Yeah, um, it's also niche ish. I I'm, mean, sorry. It's it's like a tiny bit niche. I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson, which is what the draw is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not a uh, topic I mean, no one's that coming a lot of people. Beat Takashi, <laughs> love that guy. <laughs> Whatever, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I often wonder what other people even uh, see it as yeah. from from the outside. You know, because I I mean, going into it. He's, 
you know, based on the way that the movie's been marketed, I mean, it could be anything from like a cerebral kind of Blade Runner esque, yeah. um, you know, um, sort of a film to to like a you know a balls out action movie. Yeah, um, and you know, it does it's kind, kind of, of both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say it's it sits more to the side of the noir, but mm-hmm. right. but uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that could factor into why people aren't you know. Here's a question for you on that along those lines. The original material is um obviously a big inspiration for something like The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And uh and a very overt one. Now, while The Matrix say for example deals with the ideas of um uh, you know these uh philosophies on on western religions and these sorts of things and um the idea of destiny and so forth. Um it's free will yeah, sort of thing. Exactly. Sure, yeah. Um, what a lot of a lot of say for example the the first Ghost in the Shell feature length animated film deals with is um, what is human, right? Mm. So for example, a line that is in this film that that is kind of from the source material to the extent of the that I can I know um, is the idea that the major knows that she's not human. But she is treated as human, right? She appears human, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, and I'd like to at some point in the show go through a lot of the similarities between the material that I know. I'm probably going to miss some because, again, I'm not super, super familiar with all of the Ghost in the Shell stuff. Uh, but from what I know, I did, I, I love the respect uh, that was given to a lot of great moments throughout multiple films. Uh, yeah. You know that I've seen and, and properties that I've seen. I've watched a few episodes of the, the, the show um, where she's the little girl with purple hair and also, and so forth or whatever. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> but for now I'll, I'll just say like, you know, I felt at home and even with the, like say for example, the, the, the change of the name of the major, like her name was Killian in this, in the, and you only saw her, her actual uh, name, you know, in the in on the on the gravestone at the end, yeah. like I'm cool with all of that. Like, you know, uh, like I don't need them to refer to her as Major Kusanagi the whole movie. Like, right? It, it, but and then on the flip side, bringing it back that way is like a little bit of a because obviously that would be wrong. That would be like, well, you're you're well, even not because you're right. an artificial person. Right? You could right. have a Japanese last name. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I like the little touch, little little homage. Little nod, but yeah. but I, you know, I didn't like the, I, I didn't mind the, uh, the the name change or anything like that. Nothing, nothing really, nothing threw me out of this movie. Like it, like you said off air, Abdul. Yeah. Like you, you came out of it and you're like, that was a movie. That was good. Yeah, I, was, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I went in with uh, actually quite low expectations just because I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes page. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these people do their like. I, why? Why are like? What's there? What? There's not much wrong with this movie. I feel no. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like we talked about Power Rangers, and all we could do is trash it. But like, I don't have that much. <laughs> Which negative, you'll hear next week. <laughs> I don't have that much negative to say about this movie. I, I thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was not like a ton of dialogue, but whatever there was was pretty effective. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. The the um, the play between uh, Scarlett Johansson and Pilo Asbeck, 
Was that, oh, Batu. Batu's character. Batu was. That was really good. I, thought I was they, so they worried really about those well fucking eyes. And I've heard yeah. people complain a lot leading up to seeing it about those eyes. And and you know, as much as I didn't super like the mechanism of him getting them, didn't mind the eyes at all. And it was because they showed him without them initially. Mm-hmm. If they had just gone in the movie and had those stupid eyes, he'd yeah. be like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Because you saw him without them, that actually worked really well. Like that was. That was a brilliant idea on on the part of of the screenwriters yeah. and and the, you know the team working on the film all around so the direction everything. You were worried because it was, you, th- you think it. Would, I didn't think people would have, could acclimate. I thought they would well, be like, would oh, have, this is it, stupid. Well, and it would have taken movie. something away, right? I feel like eyes are how you relate to people sometimes yeah. in, in movies, right? Absolutely. Which is why you have close up shots and mm-hmm. the reactions are all there, mm-hmm. um, money shots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. but but I, but I agree that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna roll over that. Um, um, <laughs> I have to think about that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, have, yeah, I think him having eyes at the start kind of helps you like him to start with, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I like that's the good. overt uh, introduction of his relationship with the dogs because that's actually from a like that's not from the. Uh, first, that's the one that you follow him more in. Yeah, where she, like we were talking about that she shows up only in the third act. I can't think of the name of any of these things because it's always just like ghosts in the shell. I just watch it, <laughs> but um, because I can't keep this shit straight. They always have like weird convoluted names after. The, like I well, and you have to read subtitles the whole time. No, no, they usually they, they they'll dub. revoice oh, them. Really? They dub okay. them in okay. in, uh, in English, in English. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, that's from another one where where he he's. Uh, there's this great scene where he's he's taken in this stray right into his house, and he he goes and he buys um, bones, yeah, like food every day from this like he buys like the high, most expensive food and all this stuff, yeah. and he doesn't like people, but he likes this dog. Yeah, she right? asks him like, mm-hmm. and I, you yeah. hate people? Why do why do you like dogs? Yeah, and, then... and I love that uh, both in the film. I think it kind of plays a role if I remember correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong. And in the the material that I'm sourcing here, him going to get that every day puts him in a little bit of peril in terms of they know where he's going to be and so forth. Um, but that oh, may, I might be remembering that wrong, but I, I do. There's a great scene in the, the anime that I'm referencing. That's like a great shootout sequence in a fucking grocery store where he's like blowing people's legs off and stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is a cartoon. The, um, the scene where he gets the eyes, I thought that made that even more, um, like the fact that they, they, uh, had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that scene was pretty good. Cause the, the, um, you sort of, you know, you you initially see the eyes, and you you kind of feel bad for him because it looks a little bit, you know, rough. Uh, yeah, and then he's like, "I can see you." Yeah, and then he, he kind of smiles about it, and you're like, "Okay, like he's yeah. cool with it." And then at the end of the scene, he says, <laughs> "That many fingers um, am I holding up?" <laughs> you know, can you uh, uh, can you feed the dogs for me? I don't want to scare them. And then it's like, oh, you're back to that point. Yeah, again. exactly. I just it feel like I don't know. You really feel for him. It's, it's I really yeah, like that I've character. Loved he was the great. Character. He was a great character, and he played it really well. Mm. I don't I don't know this actor, uh, but I, I liked him a lot in this. Yeah, he was great. Uh, you know, I I love the the bar sequence that first big like really cool shootout sequence that they have where he's at the bar and the guy with the robotic arms like what you want. He's like. I think he just says beer or something. I can't yeah, remember. yeah. Um, He's like, I'm just here for the for the girls and the beer, mm-hmm. and then uh, he just sits down and goes beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and uh and then the the fight sequence that is is awesome it's really good yeah, yeah. and uh and and they didn't shy away from the fact that uh, you know one thing that makes Bateau so special among all these characters um in and how that she he relates to the major is that um you you never can tell if his you know quote unquote love for her is a romantic thing or a respect thing but because of that this uh or if it's a familial thing uh and and generally i think for me i've always sided on the familial side like yeah i I didn't see any romantic and i was really glad that nothing happened no i was really glad well yeah and it's so interesting too because over the years he's obviously had to wash her like uh partner up with puppet master i guess and and you know uh, so that might not be. And in this movie, obviously, her her origin is that uh, she she knows Michael Pitt's former self, etc. So, yeah. and I, I like them drawing from the origins of Kuze, which we were looking up a little bit and talking about off air uh, for the the storyline. I was really really worried about the whole revenge flick element of it, being that that this has always been a piece that deals with. Um, with philosophical issues and, and very human issues and it's been dialogue driven, even though there's these beautiful visceral action sequences, it's very much, um, very important to, to balance that with, uh, with long, uh, thorough dialogue. Well, yeah. I mean, you really, the, the thing, movies like this make you think, you, you know, you, and like you said about, uh, the original source material, mm. Um, it, it's, a, it touches on things like free, you know, what free will, human? what's human religion, for example, where does that come from? And like when I watch this sort of sci-fi, for example, uh, like Mr. Robot or, um, that movie, her, which is also mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, yep. um, anything with sort of AI, uh, or robots, that's way more fascinating to me than, uh, than action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie did the action scenes really well, but I think it did the other stuff, uh, particularly well as well. Mm-hmm. And that's way more important. Um, so I, I was happy with that. Um, I came out, you know, thinking about things and, you know, uh, yeah, what's what's human? What's where, where does the machine end and the the, the human start? Mm-hmm. I was a little bit worried about how that talking in their head thing was going to work in 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 live action, right? And I really did like it a lot, except for when they continuously tell everyone to switch over to it. Yeah, switch to comms. Yeah, that kind of. But didn't they say like mind communication or something? At yeah. some point, didn't beat Takashi have a line like that? Yeah, right before that shooting scene oh, where he survives somehow. <laughs> I, when I saw that uh, scene, I don't know. You can you can say yay or nay on this, Devin. But um, I said uh, when Devin sees this, he's going to love this scene. Yeah, because the car scene where. <laughs> Takashi has the suit, the briefcase. He gets in the car, and and you're thinking the car's going to explode. Like, yeah. There's a thought in your mind, like, oh, maybe this car's going to blow up within a minute. He's and, just and then waiting you're thinking, for them. Like, like Armaki makes it through like a lot of. He's still alive, obviously. Yes. Like, he never dies. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah, and <laughs> this is the most badass I've ever seen him. By yeah. the way, yeah. uh, and and then of course you see these two guys come up, and he just fucking blows them away with that fucking revolver. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's like dirty Harry. It's brilliant. Well, and they I, shoot I, out the I, window I and, and uh, everyone that I was there with, I'm like, Devin's gonna fucking love this scene. <laughs> he's gonna fucking love this scene. 
That was a great scene. Yeah. Uh, as well as his other badass scene, which was like where he was super quick draw when uh, Cutter comes oh, to yeah. uh, Cutter comes to like confront him, yeah. and uh, or he goes to Cutter to tell him he's yeah, arrested. To tell him he's spoken to the prime he's, minister. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to go to jail. And uh, Cutter pulls his gun and he turns around and fucking blows him away. Yeah. And Cutter gets up and then still kills him. Yeah. Uh, kill, kill. He he ends up killing Cutter rather. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that scene was really good too. Oh yeah. And the yeah. water in that scene. Yeah. Was fucking cool. It was really Fuck. cool. I I I like almost couldn't tell how far down he'd gone. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was. And that sounds like a bad thing, but uh, <laughs> in this in this case, it was good. I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, a lot of really cool visuals in this flick. Do you guys mind taking a little break, coming back and sure. talking about some of the the scenes that uh, I wanted to throw you? Some of the scenes that that came over from some of the anime properties that I recognize. See how you felt about some of them. That's good. Cool. Yeah. All yeah. right. However you're taking part in this episode, remember to reach out to us on social media. We're at Merwell Podcast, at MRML Podcast on Twitter. And you can also reach us at Facebook.com slash Movies Room My Life or by hashtagging Movies Room My Life wherever you're talking about movies. All right, so we're back. And let's run through some of the moments that, at least for me, I recognized as as uh, visual transition or translations over from from some of the anime films. Uh, and I'd like your thoughts on some of them, guys. If that would be all right, sure. that would be agreeable. Let's do it. Um, one of one of my favorite. Sorry, Am Devin, I Devin I was, was laughing say, and I was like, what? Trez Agriabla. <laughs> <laughs> but then I didn't get the chance, so I just had to laugh to myself a bit. <laughs> Trez Agriabla. <laughs> French people must hate us. The amount of fucking Fringlish we speak on this show. Oh, God. Oh, okay. The um, to English. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the scene, one of my favorite scenes in the first anime film is the them chasing down the the garbage truck. They don't realize that's mm-hmm. that's the garbage truck that's transmitting these uh, these hacking messages and stuff like that. And it culminates in this fight sequence on the water, and and uh, and and then so in this film, or rather in the first film, it's it's puppet master in a shell. Per se, or that's that's a lie. It's him taking over a petty criminal's mind and, and rewriting the his his memories, um, as well as the garbage man. Um, which in this film, he just they just control the garbage man, and then the garbage man is the guy in this film, right? Right. right. Um, so it's two different people in in the anime, but in this one they amalgamated into into one guy. Um, that fight sequence on the water with the the. The camouflage. I love that sequence. Yeah. I think that is so fucking cool. Obviously, the biggest difference between the two is when she comes back to being visible. Um, in the anime, Bato kind of throws a, a coat on her, kind of acknowledging that she is nude. And I, I kind of like that because um, even though it's like an artificial body and this is what she looks like in that you know, it's it's not a sexual thing. Yeah, let's not sexualize it. Yeah, um, let's make her just a fighter. Yeah, I do like the idea of the jacket in the sense of um, the the humanity, or it's just a reaffirmation in the original content of the 
of of Bateau being treating her like a human. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a you know a machine, you're not an entity that's yeah. like separate from us. But in this film, it, it it plays really well because you just have this amazing action sequence. She like gets yeah. in his fucking face and then walks away, yeah. like fucking Dirty Harry. Well, she she wants to kill him, and then Bateau reminds her that they have to they have to keep her keep him alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought the costume design in this, in this movie was great. Mm-hmm. Like even just from a personal level, I I, I really like the jackets that mm-hmm. she wore. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry to go off topic. One thing I did want to ask about that scene though is why the fuck does a garbage man have that kind of camo? Like no one else in the films other than one guy from Section Six has that camo in the first one, and I can't remember who else. Um, but uh. She's like even in section nine, she's the only one with that camo, and uh, but a garbage man has has it on his jacket. Yeah. I thought that was a little, that was an interesting choice. But they needed, they wanted it in the film because they wanted the visuals. They wanted that stunning visual of like him running down the alley, and then you see the plane passing over top, which yeah, is really that was cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. the big like war plane yeah. looking thing. Yeah, it was great. Super cool, and, and then this brilliant fight that plays out yeah. right off of that scene another one that's kind of transitioning from from the uh the the original film again uh anime film was the uh interrogation scene where the news is broken to the guy the garbage man like this isn't who you are yeah. you don't have mm-hmm. a wife or daughter right all this stuff i thought it played yeah, so- really different than it than the um the source material though where in the in the source material you or recent, at least the movie you have these two kind of men in black type characters that you only see their shoulders but they're delivering it to this guy and being like um you know i this is the situation you're you're never going to be the same kind of yeah. thing and almost very sympathetic even though they're these faceless bureaucrats and then you have Scarlett Johansson in this film as the major <laughs> Just being an absolute <laughs> asshole to this cop. guy. Yeah. And it was fucking great. It yeah. was like, no, you're never going to get your memory back. So, you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Live and with it. And he decides that it's uh, not worth continuing living. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck it. Well, first, Kuze takes him over. Oh, yeah. And they have that right. great scene yes. where she actually yeah, yeah, yeah. physically walks in right. to the, right. the room, yeah. which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of that interrogation cell too? I thought that was a really cool idea where you can kind of mm-hmm. bring up a like sand or whatever version of yourself. Yeah. And, and then they had the really uh, cool. like he was he was on a leash pretty much, and then uh, his feet were there so that he could he couldn't go too far. I don't know mm-hmm. why they had the leash like to give you uh, the option of opting out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just kill yourself. Well, you, know, you got to keep the numbers down in prison. Yeah, in future yeah. Japan. You know, you got to. <laughs> we got It's a budgetary choice. Yeah, like if you want to kill yourself, just oh, oh, maybe it would also stop him from falling asleep. So. Oh, true yeah. deprivation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sensory deprivation yeah. makes sense. Didn't they also say something about the fact that they were like putting some kind of like a. Oh yeah, maybe it's those wires of the things in his back of his neck. Because they had uh, holes, yeah. It was because that was the way Kuze hacked in, right? Was mm-hmm. the um, the lie detector that they um, put in his neck, put so, in him? Yeah, interesting. Uh, so it's got to keep him in place to use it. That makes sense. That scene where Major does the deep dive, yeah, that oh. was a cool. That was a cool scene. Really yeah. cool visual. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and to use that. Um, to to sort of 
go back to uh, the place the the place where the orphans lived. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, um, and that's that's how you found out. So, and even like her trying to climb out when their monsters are grabbing at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's being hacked. Yeah, um, it looks great. That, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good scene. And that that deep dive is obviously something very reminiscent of what she did with the puppet master before merging with him in the oh, anime. Yeah. So that's okay. kind of where that comes from. And again, Bato being this kind of uh, um, brotherly observer kind of situation right. where he's very concerned to get her out yeah. and so forth plays the same way. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, I maybe it's just the it, well. Can we talk about the end a little bit? Because it's sure. another scene that just the tank, not the. We won't go into the details yet if you guys don't want. But that tank scene again, also reminiscent of of the first uh, flick where they're transporting the puppet master, and and the tank is kind of the separator between the major making it to the puppet master and and uh, and not. So um, and Bato shows up late with his big gun and so forth, and actually gets his fucking arm blown off, which I really wanted to see in this movie. I wanted to see him lose an arm as well. I don't know why. He already lost his eyes, but I just... This guy, I just want to see him lose an arm. I don't know why. It was only, uh, it was only uh, Major who loses Major an arm. Major loses yeah. an arm in this, yeah. yeah so it's, that, was a, that was a really... Uh, gr- like, it was a really grotesque scene. Yeah. Like, tendons ripping, and... Mm-hmm. It was really... It was really cool. done really well. Um, she, like, throws the, the top off and um, loses her arm. Uh, that was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that. I love the, the that she actually does go diving. Another thing yeah. that she does, it's like her moment of peace and tranquility. I love that kind of idea. Uh, the dialogue that she has with Batu on, on, on the, on, on, I'm, on I'm the just boat. Fishing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just fishing. Yeah. But, the, but then um, he, she says it's really scary. Mm-hmm. And then he asks, why do you do it? Because there's nothing down there. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no data streaming. There's there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, I can I can be at peace. Disconnect, but, yeah. but it is But it is scary. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. And, that, and in that, you know, for everyone who isn't in love with the idea of Scarlett Johansson playing the character of the major, I was very, very impressed with how much she portrayed the major that I know. In a completely cool. different kind of plot yeah. than than what I expected out of this film, and there was a lot of moments, a lot, a lot of moments where I looked at her and said, "Like that, that is the fucking major that I know." It doesn't matter what her fucking last name is, or you know, right. what her you know what her nationality of her her shell is. Right. It's uh, like that's that's the fucking major. And I thought that was really cool, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to – it's it's obvious to me that she does have a love for this property or, right. you know, or or at very least dove into the idea of playing this character. Yes. And, and found things that she could relate to and built that character around that. So when you have that, you know, f- you're you're finding pieces of yourself in, in this character or whatever it is and, and she's pushing that out on screen and they, there's a lot of very powerful moments like that yeah. where you – you, you, the the noise of the internet with all of the uh, complaints of cultural appropriation, yeah. these sorts of things, you know, which may be valid. I, you know, but like you said, Devin, I don't think in this case it really is because of the the, the verse cast, etc. Um, it kind of all goes away because you recognize this character that for those who did love the properties, you're, you're seeing that character right. on screen. I, I thought the major, um, 
the character development was excellent. Well, the character development was the the, the plot, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and, and I thought it was really, really well done. Um, and just the sort of crisis of self she went through mm-hmm. uh, after um, – after uh, Doctor Ule yeah. um, almost almost killed her and yeah. then like set her free, um, that was really cool. Uh, including the scene where she goes to meet her her mother for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. and um, when she asks her uh, "Who are you?" and she goes "I don't know" and walks out. I, I thought that was a pretty powerful scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even just her sitting there and having tea with her mom mm-hmm. uh, and the mom not knowing that this is you know, her, her daughter, um, mm-hmm. in a different body. Um, that was, that was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was necessary for her to go there and find out how this happened. Yeah. Cause she'd been lied to. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty, pretty like sort of sweet scene in, in a movie that was, um, you know, not, not that sweet, uh, at times. And I um, like the idea of, uh, her kind of just telling her mother, not by being like, you know, like uh, you know, I am a Toko or whatever. Like yeah. she's just like, you don't have to come here anymore. Yeah. And she sees her at the cemetery. Yeah. Doesn't tell her why. Doesn't anything. It's just like you don't have to come here anymore. And 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 the mom like, knows now. She's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is so sweet. <laughs> like it's a good moment. Yeah. You know? It for a sci-fi flick. That's what you need when we talk about movies like, um. Uh, like Blade Runner, for example, or like Terminator Two, we right. we reference these these moments of of just um, levity and human, like yeah, and especially from characters that you don't maybe perceive fully as being human. So, for example, right. to draw a parallel between the majors to someone like Roy Batty, or to or you know to uh, the Terminator, for example, like. Um, that's one of those kind of now I know why you cry, but something I can never do moments or, <laughs> um, you know, uh, the the uh, like tears and rain moment at the end of uh, Blade Runner, these sorts of things that that kind of is this movie's that moment where it's just like, you know, you don't have to come here anymore. Yeah. And and, and I, I really I really did like it. As a moviegoer, not doesn't have doesn't have anything to fucking do with this franchise or anything right. else. It's like that's a good moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sweet. also because it gives you an interesting character if the series does continue, where it's just she just pops in and has a fucking tea with her mom. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of a cool uh, character moment yes. for for the major who's very staunch and 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 serious and and driven, and then just to have her pop in for tea. You know, it's kind of yeah. a nice yeah. juxtaposition being created there, right. and, and it's a fun moment for audiences, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, it's I like um, how the movie made me feel at the end, which was like this person's at peace now, mm-hmm. which was really nice, and she moved beyond her physical body mm-hmm. to realize that you know it's what I it's who I am isn't this isn't the shell, yeah, you know, and. uh like this movie could have ended, you know, with I don't know, not gunfire. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't. It ended with with a nice hug between mm-hmm. um, person and her mom. Yeah, when, really sweet. When uh, when uh, Guze and her are, are speaking at the end, and he's like, you know, we can leave this place. Like it's not, you know, mm-hmm. like come with me. It's she's really like, sad to see him die. I'm not done yet. She she's just like, no, like I, this is. You know, this is where I, I want to be. I thought that was mm-hmm. like a really, um, really powerful uh, 
scene too. But it is really interesting that he he still decides to kind of gift her all of his access, mm. and I love that. Yeah, um, that's that's really really because of the connection that they have. Mm. Um, it's it's a it's a really nice moment to say. So, for example, he offers her this idea of transcendence, mm. and she opts out of it. But he still, you know, kind of. It's kind of like, well, here's your consolation prize. But he right. does it in a little <laughs> bit more um, heartfelt manner. Almost the idea that he can still always be connected to her, or vice versa, for example, which I quite like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I guess their um, their sort of relationship or friendship was probably more like siblings. Than it was anything else, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I really like uh, how sort of desexualized uh, the character was. Yeah. Um, because I, I just wanted to see a sci-fi. I mm-hmm. didn't want to see a, you know, love story. In this well, and there's 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 love. World. There's love, but but it's there, familial, it's, it's love, familial yeah. and it, it shows how unconditional that is, mm-hmm. it, and it's really sweet. Yeah. And like you were saying, uh, where she's able to take other forms in, in the original material, mm. like the only thing that matters is your brain and your your, your ghost, ghost, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> before we go to break here, and then I want to actually come back and, and, and do a little bit of a, a quick thought experiment, kind of. Um, but first, can we do quick favorite characters, favorite scenes? From this sure. flick now we'll do them in in tandem okay cool so um abdullah you want to kick us off favorite character yeah uh i i would say both um major and batu yeah and them together yeah uh really great um um i i liked uh aramaki uh, yeah was good I, I think every i i liked most of the characters them all <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say the major. Yeah. Um, she was she went through a bunch of stuff and uh, she was, you know, uh, persistent and uh, got her stuff done. And then she was better for it at the end. And I really like that. And your runner up is Beto. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pourquoi? Uh, I liked their relationship, their friendship. Yeah. Uh, it made me feel happy. <laughs> it's good. It was good. And and um I think he was like a conflicted sort of contradictory character in this mm. it was, especially with the dogs um where he clearly had emotions and feelings but he he had to come off as kind of cold and detached um when dealing with humans I like, because of the uh nature of his job. Yeah. I like the 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 moment where she kind of uh, accuses him in a subtle way of being a company man. Yeah. And she's like he, he, he kind of gives her this like are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> kind of thing. In any case, Devin, favorite uh character? Uh I, I really like the um the sort of uh it's kind of a kind of a not like super commonly used plot device, but mm. I don't know. It's not not that it's that original or anything like that, but the idea of Kuze being, you know, he's this guy that they're after for the whole movie. They're hunting him down and, you know, he's he's the bad guy. And then, it, you know, it makes that flip and yeah. you realize, no, like he's, he's you know, he, the, everybody that you thought was, was good is actually a bad guy. And yeah. now, you know, yeah. 
I love that um, he was falling apart too. And yeah, Michael Pitt did it really, really well. The, I really like him. The uh, the voice stammers mm. are are really cool. Like I, uh, I at first I'm like, wait, wait, like is the audio fucking up? No, no, it's just it's just pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like waving to the projectionist. <laughs> But uh, but it was it was well done, and I I just like like I said I just kind of love that um, that idea of of just um, it, you know the um, mm. there you know this this um, this character's revenge is really the only you know revenge mm-hmm. his his um, justified revenge is is what makes him appear to be a bad mm-hmm. guy, and then you know it all kind of yeah. Resolves properly. For me, I, I I was I was with you uh, as far like I you know I like the major. I like uh, sure. but, but um but and Bato was another standout because I I got a real man crush on the character. Yeah. Um, so you and because they made the eye thing work, he was good for me. But uh, I you know I I gotta go with Aramaki. Like I love Takashi. I think he's cool as fuck. Um, and he's got this real Clint Eastwood vibe in this film. It's probably the most I've ever liked. Um, you know, the leader of section nine, he's always kind of seemed like a bureaucrat to me and everything. And, and so I do, I, I really, really liked that portrayal of the character where the, the team came first. It was cool. It was, you know, yeah. it was like a fraternity almost. It was, which is a little weird, <laughs> but like, you know, um, I was very sympathetic like, like a family, I, yeah, I think is a better I, way of saying I, it. Like during that scene that we talked about where, uh, his car gets shot up, yeah. Uh, I felt really like I was like, oh no, don't let him die. Yeah. Um, so and even him mouthing nice. off uh, yeah. when when they're you know talking about uh, about the major and and uh, you know Cutter's saying that this is our property, etc. And, right. And and fucking Aramaki's like, okay, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like I don't answer to you. I the yeah. prime minister. Yeah. Um, and I want to quickly give a shout out to Togusa. Like I. You know, one thing about the character of Togusa that I I absolutely love is that he's brought into Section 9 because he doesn't have any implants or anything. So even – they want a cop. He's just a cop. He's a family man. There's nothing fancy about him. Like in his origins before this film. This is the guy with the mullet. With the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he – he only has the implants that are like mandatory to be in section nine, right? But because they want someone who doesn't think like all of them, they want someone, and and somehow in this flick, uh, and you know as much. So this is why I didn't pick him because you can't give it up to the character. It is written in the character, like the moment that he's fucking eating noodles, and everyone else just knows they're coming from the sensories, mm, yeah. perception, and like all the stuff and the communication. He's sitting in a restaurant eating noodles. He sees like the reflection in like a security camera or yeah. a mirror or something, yeah. and he just like whips out this big fucking gun and takes him <laughs> out. And he oh, that's another thing about him is he loves that old revolver. Yeah, you know he's yeah. real fucking Clint Eastwood too. Right. And, uh, you know, I I really like that they keep going back to how human he is and how that is a strength. Like his vulnerability yes. is his strength. His yeah. strength to the team is that. And they talk about that several times, and that's the culmination of that. Right. Um, and it, it's going to make him such an interesting character if they continue on this franchise, which I very much hope they do. You know, 
I actually loved uh, uh, Bat- uh, Bateau's uh, scene in that, yeah. that whole thing where he's just like sitting in that chair and you just, you <laughs> yeah. see yeah, the that dog. like, he's he the dog. He's there with the dog. <laughs> and you just, you, you, you see, see that look in his face when he notices. He's just like, yeah, the guy's coming. A little like, bit of a the, quizzical the dog. look. Yeah. And, then, and then it just and cuts just to him cuts on the road. Away. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love just, that. You just, you know. It's like, yeah, I dealt with it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's so good. It was a very bad two thing, like to yeah. just cut it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally, totally. I, I really, really like that. Um, favorite scene, gentlemen. Uh, well, I think you're going to take the water fight scene, so I'll, I'll leave. No. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with that one. Plus, I'm joking to death right now, so you know, if I don't make it to the end of this <laughs> podcast, someone should talk about it. Yeah, it's still coming out. We, the show must go on. Uh, Brandon died this episode. Uh, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that scene was excellent. It was really, really well done. Um, and the scene directly previous where he's running, and you see, like we said, the plane flying overhead. Um, just really well done. The water effects were incredible. Um, her like cool disappearing and coming back. Buildings. Yeah, yeah, that was really awesome. Uh, that's I got. I got to give that my favorite scene. I, I really enjoyed it. One thing that Paul said to me about this uh, was, like, I see all these buildings and it's clear that people must live there, but you don't see any fucking people in the yeah. daytime. So, like, there's barely anyone in the streets. Yeah. Like, there's only that uh, one dude who sort of hits on Major and yeah. uh, it gets told just told off by Batu. But, um, yeah, it's you know, Everything a lot seems of people. to happen indoors. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Works. Yeah. Really it's cool. Good. Yeah. Devin, your favorite scene, sir? Um, stuffy. Um, probably the bar. Um, bar shootout was just really. Uh, They're kicking the shit out of everyone, chain uh, handcuffed to a pole, running on the walls and stuff. Yeah, uh, I, re- I really like the 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 juxtaposition of like this dystopian future mm-hmm. against uh, the bright lights of Tokyo and mm-hmm. advertising everywhere. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Um, it's been done before. Yeah, but... you said a little reminiscent of Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like new I was... Blade Runner coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, new Blade Runner soon, twenty forty nine. Yeah. Like I was saying, when we one were of talk... your favorites, uh, directed by yeah, uh, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. When we were talking Sorry. about it earlier, um, the uh, just I I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably true to the. It's just a you know them staying staying true to the uh, the original, yeah. but. Um, it seemed maybe a little bit over the top, yeah, a bit much. Sometimes it, the the cityscapes, um, just I don't know. Like when you've got like a you know a giant head advertising something that's that's just it's not even connected to a building. It's just on its own, <laughs> and it's just like thirty stories tall. It's mm-hmm. like who's who's advertising this way? Yeah. If yeah. if it costs that much that that you need you know two hundred story skyscrapers just like to have enough room for people to live who's who's buying the thirty story head yeah. with the fan <laughs> comes out a lot of lot of real estate a lot of real estate moguls yeah but I don't know I you know it's a small nitpicky thing yeah the uh, a lot of people either loved or hated the opening sequence which is very much reminiscent of the opening sequence which is a lot more badass in the anime in this particular instance but still very very cool um of her diving off the building like 
removing her jacket and diving time, off the building and then the going ending. invisible. Well, she does it twice because yeah. it is such like, it's emblematic of the yes. series. Yeah. Um, but of course, like in 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 that uh, in in the movie, she goes into the room and like blows away yeah. the robot and stuff. Uh, in the source material, she 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 like hacks into their comms and says something over their comms, and then just blows away everyone in the room and never comes in. She just kills all the fucking bad guys and then just keeps falling. <laughs> and then one of Whoa. one of the guys that that lives, like one of the guys from Section Six, who's in in the room at the time, just kind of walks to the edge and he's like, uh, whatever kind of I can't think of the type what they call the the camouflage. But he's just like uh, something optic, uh, thermo optic camouflage. He's like, hmm, thermo optic camouflage. And then that's it. <laughs> they never mention it again. Like, well, I guess all these guys are dead. So, you know, it's it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is so cool because it's just like, just destroys these fucking people. Like, yeah. they are putting. Geisha bot. Well, well, like in the movie, it's a geisha bot. But in, yeah. in that, it's just a room full of okay. businessmen. Okay. They're trying to broker a deal with a. Right. Um, with a. Um, a diplomat of some sort. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. It's really cool. Although the 2.0 version, I've always felt like the only thing that was achieved by redoing that movie with some of the scenes is like uh, more CG animation style. Because mm. it's the same fucking movie, but it's just making the majors like diving off the building naked scenes more sexual. Okay. Like, it felt like the only thing that they, they did to me, but maybe I'm wrong. So just watch the original anime all anime version in my mind like none of this fancy bullshit yeah. although i do like the opening sequence okay with the in in the 2.0 but yeah I'll, I'll check it out let's take a quick break come back i want to do a little experiment of um one if you guys uh want to see a sequel in this and then give me your ideas on on where you think this franchise could go because obviously it's a very broad reaching world that has already been built which you source material from other stuff in, in the Ghost in the Shell fa- you know, family of films and manga, et cetera? Or do you go with original plot? Do you keep Scarlett Johansson? Do you put her in another body? What do you do? So let's come back, talk about that a little bit. Cool. cool. And then good. wrap it up. Okay. Some duels got to get going. Soon. Yep. Yes. All right. So next week on the show, we're talking about the Power Rangers. We hope you'll join us then. The subject matter was very topical with, mm-hmm. with a lot of what's going on today. Um, I mentioned uh, during one of the previous breaks, uh, Pistorius. Mm-hmm. I find that a really interesting one where, um, you know, he, he's competing alongside um, people who have their, their you know, their birth mm-hmm. legs. And, yeah. you know, his um, uh, prosthetics actually uh, allow him to perform better than than just a, a a normal person, or whether it's the prosthetics, or whether it's a combination of you know the prosthetics and the training, or whether it's all him and the prosthetics, you know, debatable. Yeah. But but realistically, those those legs are built for running. Human legs are, are not. not. And yeah. and that's you know that's really just just the start. You've got a lot of people like Kurzweil and um, Elon Musk. Um, uh, uh, others uh, really talking about, you know, the the dangers and and the good that's going to come along with that, and really how how um, we're not as far off as we think we are. Um, 
And I don't know, I, I almost would have liked to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the movie almost starts like 20 years after any of that is really achieved is really, yeah, is really starting. Um, there's a, um, a great, uh, game series that covers it. Deus Ex as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. People are uh, familiar. I don't know. I, I, I kind of, uh, wish they wouldn't make Assassin's Creed movies and make, and Deus, Ex make Deus Ex movies. Very, very cool plot, <clears throat> but it's, it's, you know, it's um, something that, that is getting very, very um, popular there's, today. And there's Ex Machina, which was something along the same lines, right? Right, right, so right. That was, that was an excellent movie. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's just artificial intelligence. I'd like to see more of, of uh, you know, humans integrating, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, like you're saying, Devin. And that would be interesting, too, to source a film that's absolutely nothing like these films. Uh, something like you know how the Godfather Part Two has the the um, kind of simultaneous running uh, Vito young Vito Corleone and and then Michael in two different uh, timelines and how mm-hmm. their kind of stories play out yeah. with De Niro and Pacino. Uh, it would be so very interesting to have you know a a case for Section Nine going on in a future film. Uh, where they're solving this case or what have you, um, because there are a lot of things they, they've already brought to the table. Say, for example, the idea that your memories can be tampered with, which is in the original property, and they do stuff like that, where there are people who can keep you in memory loops and this sort of thing, where you're just doing the same situation over and over and over again, and you don't even realize it, uh, and really you're just laying on the ground or you're sitting in a chair or something, and you think that all this stuff is happening. Or you don't see the world as it actually is, et cetera. Or you remember the, the wrong Matrix. things, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the Matrix is this. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Like yeah. the Matrix. If Ghost in the Shell wasn't as popular of a manga as it was, the Matrix would not exist. So yeah. Whatever. And I think honestly, them thinking about rebooting the Matrix is be is on the fucking back of this film coming out. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. But I just love that idea, and then like a, a second story happening. Um, and you'd have to do a lot of quick cuts because even like Francis Ford Coppola talked about how, you know, they've screened various versions of Godfather and they had more of the story of Godfather Part Two and they had more of the story playing out before the change. And they had to like add a lot more cuts in to make it um, make the pacing seem a lot more um, uh, in line with, you know, a, a general movie going experience kind of thing. But it, it would be cool to see the answer to the question kind of culminating for you seeing both these timelines and then culminating in the, in section nine's timeline at the same time or something like that. Oh, very yeah, interesting. Really cool. I'm just but, jumping on what yeah, you said. Yeah. So I apologize. I also thought, um, Bateau's, um, <clears throat> getting the eyes. Um, my, and I just, I just wanted to say that before we kind of yeah. moved on. Like I was just worried. Yeah. 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 But, um, uh, when Bateau gets his eyes, it's not, because he he chose to get the eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of like that. That it's like everybody everybody there, no, it, nobody has these robot themselves. eyes yeah. because uh-huh. it's like I don't I don't want the fucked up eyes. Like yeah. I'll take everything you got, except don't give me the fucked up eyes. Yeah. And you know, he kind of he has to, and yeah. but mm-hmm. but he, he you know it's yeah. it's obviously better to have the the fucked up looking eyes. Yeah. Um, cause they see better. They've got all, you know, they're tactical. Earth. They've got the yeah. night vision. Yeah. He vision, gets the tactical vision. ones. Yeah. They say that. Um, but nobody, you don't see anybody else in that world making that same choice. So it's like, even though this is better right? in every possible way, yeah, people are still 
you know, still shying away from that. And, and- uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a um, if you contrast with what's happening uh, with like you know surgery, uh, mm-hmm. where people want bigger this, bigger that, smaller this, you know, and those aren't necessities, mm-hmm. but they have it done. They have everything enhanced, but um, Bateau only has it done because. He has to now. Mm-hmm. For the record, size. he does it of his own, uh, his own volition, volition yeah. in the cartoons. Oh, really? Just so that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That yeah. that is a difference here. But yeah, it's like um, the major isn't to blame for him. With right. Things. Yeah. Right. It's just uh, the the lead up to the crossover. Yeah, you know, when nice. the the point at which the prosthetic becomes better, you, you know, be, becomes what you want rather than rather than what you have to get yeah. like uh yeah like, like pistorius yeah and and you see a lot of uh a lot of um uh you know work on on uh artificial limbs and stuff like that getting to a point where we really are you know we're close to 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 where it's going to be uh uh you know it's going to start with the people who have who have lost those limbs you know outperforming the normal yes. person and then yeah. and then it's it's quite quickly going to shift to people choosing to change it, out their arms yeah like and, jacks in mortal Kombat too like oh well now i'm or a three i'm a mma warrior like built for combat <laughs> literally yeah. built for combat yeah it'll be rock'em sock'em robots <laughs> rock'em sock'em robots with, yeah human heads human heads it. yeah Punching Punching human heads off. <laughs> Jesus. i'd watch the shit out of that sounds awesome oh my god what world are we moving towards gentlemen <laughs> So I take it then that you would be interested in seeing a sequel, yeah, something yeah, a more playing on the technologies, a yeah. You know, I think yeah, that'd prequel be cool. could be could be interesting, uh, mm. just because I don't know how much more uh, character development there can be for Major, for example. I just like, think I don't know where she can go. Well, she can transcend everything if she wants yeah, to. I mean, you that, know what yeah. I mean? I, that would be cool. I would like to see that. And uh, well, you can. Go tonight and yeah. watch the Trace <laughs> in the Shell true. anime. Um, but yeah, and and also, would you keep my other question before the break was, would you keep the major in? Would you keep the character of the major in? Because, for example, like, you know, we've seen, or I guess you got, or, well, at least Devin hasn't seen properties that, say, for example, have predominantly Bateau running the show kind of thing in terms of leading the team, uh, besides. Aramaki, but uh, would you keep the major in? Would you put her in a different form? Would you put her into the network, like you know, uh, so she could take over multiple forms? What would you? Where do you think you'd want to be? Really would you like, spend um, more time with uh, with her pre-death? Let's say it could be interesting. Yeah, uh, although I don't know how how much she there was is rebelling. Really. Yeah, she was a she was uh, uh, you know she's part of now like the. Whatever eleven, they've, yeah, they've amalgamated her story right. into Kuzes. I can't think what the hell it's called, but yeah, the, um, the terrorist group. Yeah, and, yeah. so they, yeah. you know, she could be, they could very much do a, a, a story with her pre that the surgery that made mm-hmm. her the major. Mm-hmm. So she'd just be the the kid who ran, ran away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moto Motoko uh, Kusanagi. Motoko, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd prefer to see, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I, you know. I'd like to see Scarlett Johansson in another one of these films. Everything. Like, well, I, I, I like her a lot. Yeah. And in nothing. In <laughs> everything and in nothing. Um, no, uh, I think she, uh, she, she did a great job. Um, I mean, if you're going to do another one with the major, definitely cast her. I'd, I'd like that a lot. But um, I mean, I'd watch one where um, it was the pre-operation too. That'd mm. be that'd be fun. I mean, uh, I, I, I even even though it's unrealistic to ask for, I mean, I'd almost like to see a prequel as just like a world building thing. Yeah, you know, like forget about the characters of the current, you know, mm. or, or have them just be very very background. Pop in, yeah, peripheral, yeah, yeah. For me, I'd like to see something. Uh, well, one, I'd like to see a little more bureaucracy, as silly as that sounds, and I'd like to see a little bit more of a police procedural. If I was to see another one, I would mm. like to see the major. I would like to see the team, you know, we see the um, <clears throat> one thing that we can draw a comparison to uh, that you've you've referenced on the show, Devin, is that this team is very much like like G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Like they all have their unique set of skills that makes them good at X, mm-hmm. right? I would very much like to see uh, a story where Section 9, say, for example, has to deal with the bureaucracy of another section's leader trying to kind of – Put impasses yeah. along the way because yes, they are a Section Nine. They're like the fucking CIA or like the FBI. Yeah. You know, um, you pretty much just come in and say like this is ours now. But there's still kind of there's there's uh, you know a political tug of war. And the reason that I want that is because I want to see more beat Takashi being a motherfucking badass. Um, I want to spend as much time with him and this character as possible. Uh, I want to see more Bateau, so uh, you know I'd like to delve into that a little bit. I think that the the scene I was alluding to before, where he's stuck in, or or someone is tailing him as he goes to get the dog food and so forth, and like a big fucking shootout sequence at a little grocery store could be where there's all kinds of casualties and shit, um, or you think until you know blah, blah blah, like that could a lot of this stuff like they could source material but build this brilliant kind of. Um, procedural where it's got a little bit of a mission impossible feel to it where people are coming after section nine kind of thing you know and then even add what you know that they've if you wanted to go back and say for example source the idea of a character like the puppet master then you could go back and use him for his original purpose as section six uh wanted it which was to you know kind of fuck with specific people right and in this case case Mm. go in and fucking destroy section nine so that like yeah. section six can rise up kind of I'm gonna have something to watch like the that. original movies just sounds fascinating yeah like it's that's uh right. yeah. something like this because uh, th- th- that's the thing now that you've familiarized yourself with a great group of characters you can get into a little bit of a gi joe vibe you can get into a little bit of a uh espionage vibe you can do all this stuff and then you could also layer in those philosophical questions that they did struggle a little bit in this film to kind of translate mm-hmm. from the, mm-hmm. the the Japanese original content to yeah. to here. Also, we really have to up the fucking ante on the score. It was beautiful and it was understated and it was elegant, but I would I I don't know why, but I just really like the idea of something being very overt with this. Like I want Mm. To be driven with okay. a piece like this, yeah. I, I would like to see some more boomy, orchestral, fucking 
choirs, you know, bring out, you know, I want everything. Get me everyone into, like, put everyone that plays an instrument in a room and make something. <laughs> like, you know, the entire earth of musicians yeah. in a room together. Okay. Like, that's the cool. kind of thing. So yeah. that's what I would ask for in, yeah. in a sequel, and I very much want to see it. Right. I think that anyone that uh, is complaining about this flick on, uh, you know, f- for any of the reasons that we stated, is it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyone that likes it for... Um, uh, for val- or doesn't like it for valid reasons is uh, probably in the anomaly in all yeah. seriousness. I, so I, yeah, I think I, that I've the, a sequel has way more earning potential than this one. I've now spoken to maybe three people who um, who watched this and they all liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, so there's at least six people that want to watch this film. The three of us and those yes. three people you talk yeah. to. Perfect. Cool. Million dollar <laughs> film right there. All right. Any final thoughts on Ghost in the Shell, gentlemen? Loved it. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a good movie. It's a, a real, you know. <laughs> so I'll say. It's say real. What you will. It's a. It's, <laughs> it's just kind of a um, obviously in a, a shit situation yeah. in terms of of uh, the backlash, the kind of cultural climate we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it was kind of a a poorly timed decision that the studio made. Mm-hmm. That has really pit people against this movie. How do you mean? Um, oh, just in terms well, just, of the social just, climate. E- yeah. e- exactly. It's just okay. it's it's the right time for there to be backlash. The outrage about machine it. is yeah. hard at work. Not full force. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know, um, I I understand why it happened. It's it's shit that it happened, and and really, I don't. I think if people gave the movie a chance, just went mm-hmm. and saw it, they they probably would enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. So it's, you know. I don't know. I think this movie is going to do incredible numbers on demand and uh and you know um Amazon rentals and this sort of thing. That's kind of a shame just because um they, it was excellent yeah. in 3D. Oh, you got yeah, yeah like, so good. And and that that's the thing. It's like this this film is going to find its audience in home release. I'm almost certain of it and it breaks my fucking heart because you should be going out and seeing this in 3D because it's one of the best 3D experiences I've ever had That's because wonderful. it felt like fucking yeah. art. Yeah. It didn't feel like, hey, this is a scam to get people into the theater. Right. It felt like we're doing this as art, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure I have to look up the definition in the dictionary again of film, but I, I believe it is the art of the moving <laughs> picture, yes. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so any any other th- things we want to add, gentlemen? Hey, ignore the scores. Go see it. Yep. Good movie. Yeah, definitely go watch it. Watch it in theaters. Don't wait until it comes out on DVD. Yeah. yeah. Totes awesome. theaters. Yeah. All right. Totes my goats. <laughs> Remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you. So tell us this week what you guys thought of Ghost in the Shell. If you haven't seen it, go and fucking see it and then tell us what you thought about it because you should. Um, also, if you haven't seen it, why have you listened to this podcast? Mm, Ruin again. the movie for yourself. <laughs> You've done it again. All right? God damn it. I tell you this every time. <laughs> Go watch it. You can reach out to us at Mermel Podcast on Twitter, at MRML Podcast. You can email the show at show at moviesrumylife.com. Um, do you guys want to offer up your Twitters? Sure. It's uh, at Abdullah Nakvi. Um, it'll be in the show notes, I guess. Yep. Sweet. Devin? Fire underscore homeboy. Your homeboy. What up? I'm at not Brandon Fleet. Uh, remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, 
wherever podcasts are heard, Google Play Music, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, while you're there, we'd love it if you could give us a, a rating and a review uh, because it helps other people find us. And additionally, we love reading that kind of stuff because it feeds our egos and, you know, that's what we're into. Uh, yeah, visit us at MoviesFromMyLife.com this week. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Thanks for hanging out with us. guys <laughs> bye <laughs> we love all our listeners except for you jim <laughs> yeah, fuck off. you carl um I, you know much like our power rangers panel um which is actually coming out next week um obviously we're recording it on the same day and or no much like uh, fuck it who cares <laughs> Let's just move on with the show because I, I'm not doing this fucking shout out to people who can't make it anymore. Fuck them. They didn't make it here. <laughs> Try harder. You should leave this in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to.